We doing well? Yes? Yes? Okay, so um, I know that we have um, gotten accustomed to uh, sitting in our, uh, our boxer shorts watching, watching TV. No? 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 Hey, we need to, uh, hey, I got a, a really bad echo up here. Um, I know. Hey, we're, we're working out the bugs, working out the kinks. Is that better? Hello? Check. Nope, still up here. What's going on in the back there? I'm just worried about. I I, I didn't. I, are we still like? Are we still broadcasting? Oh, okay. Hey, can you take this? You got this big ting going on in in here. I don't know if you did. You turn off the the monitors back here, maybe. Oh. It's it's odd. Hey, there it goes. There it's away. Let's try this again. How we doing? We're going to edit. Remember, we're going to edit all this stuff out. Um, but um, I don't know how you do it in, in, in real life. No, so here's what we're going to do. I know that we've been uh, accustomed for the last, I think it's been eight weeks now, right? This is the first time in eight weeks that we've been able to gather together. Um, and we're doing it in a couple uh, different settings here. So you would look around and you're not going to see everyone that uh, is normally here, which is all right. Uh, this is the intended purpose to keep everybody spread out and uh, keep germs to your, yourself as much as possible, but um, we want to, and we wanted to make sure that we um, are, are celebrating the Lord's Day like we, we should, and, and we wanted to take every precaution that we can, and, and Dan has been really uh, spearheading the, the cleanliness of, of all this, because he's the, uh, um, what's that, type A guy with all the lists and, and everything, so uh, rest assured, everything has been um, just been disinfected and cleaned, and will be again, and everything, so with that, that's one, one fear that we can uh, just kind of set aside for the next few moments um, and uh, so we can just hear from, from God and His Word. So with all that crazy stuff out of the way, we are going to start, uh, or I should say, continue on in our Old Testament stories uh, theme that we've been doing over the past few weeks. But I'm going to start a little bit of a series and start inside of a series. And this series inside of the series is going to be um, uh, the, the children of Israel going into the promised land. And we're going to look at a couple battles um, in the, uh, the Old Testament, um, particularly in the book of, of Joshua. We're going to look at the battle of Jericho, and then we're going to look at the battle of Ai. Um, and it's going to take us a few weeks to get through all of that. But um, if you uh, have a Bible, you can turn to Joshua chapter 5. That's where we'll, we'll launch. But what I wanted to do is, being that we're in this transition period of um, going from uh, the way in which we always have done church, and we had this kind of this, this uncertain season that we're just kind of coming out of, we're, we're in a transition time now. And I thought it would be um, appropriate to uh, look at a, a story in the Old Testament where the, 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 the God's people, the people of Israel, were going through a transition time and see how or what we can learn um, from that. Uh, here in Joshua, uh, we're going to see that the, the people are going to be coming into the, the promised land. Uh, and when we say the promised land, I don't ever want to, uh, or I don't like to, to assume everybody knows what that is, uh, and not to insult anybody's intelligence, but we're just, just think of the promised land, that's, that's Israel, modern day Israel, Palestine uh, area right there. So it, it's coming into, um, coming across the Jordan River and into this land that, that God had promised Abraham, Abraham and all of his offspring. Uh, so that's why it's called the promised land. Uh, so 
Uh, with that, um, the, the, the children of Israel are going to encounter a few new things uh, along the way. But I don't want to necessarily focus on the, the children. I want to focus on Joshua for a, a, a couple weeks. Um, Joshua is an interesting character. Uh, and when I say character, I don't mean like he's fictional. No, no, no. I mean, he, he's an interesting person that uh, um, uh, God used in, in the Old Testament to do um, some really uh, amazing things. And in Joshua chapter 5, I want to pick up with Joshua um, after he has, uh, um, he, he's standing facing his first battle. He's facing uh, the, the, the city of Jericho. And there, there's a, a few things that, that go on um, as he's facing uh, the city of, of Jericho. So in, in Joshua chapter 5, I'm going to jump straight into verse 13. And it says, When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing before him with a drawn sword in his hand. Now, let, let's stop there and, and let's, let's talk about this for one second. Because I, I think that if we just jump into here and, 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 and uh, just try to, to wrap our head around the fact, okay, there's this guy, he was looking at this city, and then he saw another guy with a, with a sword. We can totally miss what's happening, what's really taking place here. What is taking place here is Joshua has went through um, a, a, a time uh, in the desert of 40 years, where God has been um, uh, really purifying the nation of, of, of Israel. He, he's went through the, this time, and now he's facing his first battle. Uh, and I don't want to say challenge, I want to say it, it, he's facing his first battle uh, that uh, is going to ensue, um, or it has to take place so that the, the children of Israel can uh, inhabit the promised land. And as he's standing there, it, it says here, when Joshua was by Jericho. Now, what has happened uh, thus far is, like you said, 40 years in the wilderness uh, because of grumbling people. Uh, God made them roam around for 40 years and got rid of all the grumblers, right? If we roam around for 40 years, we might get rid of all the grumblers? I, probably not. <clears throat> well, only with God's help, exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. So, um, so what has happened here is Joshua's standing here. He's looking at, at what um, lies before him. What, what lays for him is this, this fortified city. This city that has huge walls. And not only does it have just one wall around it, it, it it's, uh, uh, archaeologists have shown that it had two really big walls around it. These walls sometimes were thick enough to drive a chariot on these. I mean, so we're not just talking about Trump's wall up at the border and everything, <clears throat> although it works, right? Um, I don't know. never been there. But they show good videos of it. Anyways, um, but we're talking about this big fortified city. And you have Joshua here who's just standing there, and it says he's standing by Jericho. And I, I, it doesn't say it, but I, I can't help but think he's just he's thinking like, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, yeah, we've got some, some men that have been training for, for, some, for some time. But we don't have any catapults, or we don't have any battering rams, or we don't have any these towers, or, or anything like that. How are we going to penetrate um, the, the, this wall? And not only was that going through his mind, I, I think that if this was a movie, um, this would be one of those, those moments where you would see Joshua standing there, and he's thinking, and you know how it kind of fades out to uh, the, what happened before to, to, to build up to that, that, that time? Well, it would fade back to uh, the beginning of the book of Joshua, where um, 
They're on the east side of the Jordan River, and Moses dies. The, 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 the leader of the Israelites, the leader of God's people who led them through the 40 years in the wilderness, it says that, that and if you would turn to Joshua 1, it says <clears throat> that uh, after the death of Moses, the, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, this is, this is awesome. I love verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. So, so think about it like this. Remember, that scene it pans out in, uh, from, from Joshua thinking of everything that took place, and it pans out to Moses dying, and the Lord telling Joshua, okay, now I want you to take over, and I'm, you're going to lead all of the, the, these people into this new land. This is going through his mind that, okay, all right, I'm, I'm God's guy. I'm the, the, the chosen leader. Um, uh, God's plan is still going to go on. That's one, one of those kind of side notes there, that God's plan is going to go on. So if when he is done with you or if you are going to throw up your hands and you're going to say, God, I ain't going to do it, he'll, he'll find someone else to do it, right? There, there, there's no doubt in my mind that it, as, as we understand that God has this, this ultimate plan, God's plan is going to happen. The, the question is, are we going to be used by God to accomplish His plan, or are we going to fight against Him? Total side note, that was totally for free. But what we have here is, is uh, Moses died, and Joshua is now given the command to take uh, the, the children of Israel into the promised land. Now, going into the promised land, they have to cross this, this gigantic river, which is overflowing at this point. At this point, it, it says that, that, that the Jordan River would have been overflowing its banks. So now when, when we think about the children of Israel, we have to re remember that this was not just you know, a couple hundred people. Uh, this was over a million people you know, after with, with, kid, or with men and women and children and everybody. This is a, a big to-do. So remember, um, Joshua is standing there and he's thinking about, okay, the, when Moses died. And then, then he's, he's faced with this, man, he was thinking about how, okay, we've got to get across this river. Well, then God spoke to him and he said, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take and uh, have the priests take the Ark of the Covenant and they're going to go down into the river. And when they go down into the river, I'm going to stop the, 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 the water and y'all are going to cross. Well, what happens? It happens just like what God said. The, the priests take the Ark and as soon as they step into uh, the water, the water stops. It says it stops all the way up, miles upstream. And the children of Israel cross the, the, the Jordan River there. So again, remember, we're thinking about Joshua, and he's thinking about all these things. All right, I've, uh, I've been commissioned as the leader. Um, we've crossed this Jordan River. There's this, you know, the water had been stopped. This is just a, an awesome feat in it. But then when they get over on the other side of, of the Jordan River, well, God obviously returned the water to where uh, it was supposed to go, running down into, anybody know where it runs into? Dead Sea, there you go. So Jordan River runs down into the Dead Sea. Uh, so he, he, the, the river starts to flow. But, but think about this. This is something that, that, that people don't, I don't think really think about too much in this story. That created a barrier from where they were at. So the, the, this, this, the children of Israel were here in this big, this big gaggle. Well, if they wanted to flee, the, the banks of the river were overflowing. God stopped the river so they can come over to where the promised land is. Now there's a barrier behind them. They can't go back. They can't go back to where does it come from. So at this point, Joshua's thinking, like, we, we can't go back. We have to go forward. 
He's still looking at this, this city like, man, I don't know what, what, what are we going to do with this. Now, to make things even more awkward, um, God says, all right, you, you've crossed over and, and you're looking at the, 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 this, uh, this, this land. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to circumcise all the men. Well, mind you that, that some of these men are grown men that, 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 uh, that Joshua has to, to circumcise. So, and I say it's awkward, it's a little funny, but I mean, it was a, a, a ceremonial uh, um, a, a task that in which he had to do. It was what God told him to do. But nonetheless, we just crossed this big river, and we're over here. Now you want me to do this, circumcise all the men. All right, it says that he circumcised all, all the men. It says that they, they, after this, that they were encamped by a, a place called Gilgal. And as they're, they're encamped by Gilgal, this is um, also the place where they uh, partook of the first Passover in the Promised Land. Now, this is a, I know this is a lot of information here, but this, remember, this is kind of building up. This is Joshua. He's still, he's standing there. He's looking at the city, and all of this stuff's flashing back through his, his mind. The, the fact that there was a sad time when his mentor died. There was a, a, a nervous time when, when he was commissioned now to be the leader of this, this, these people. There was also this time where, where God did this miraculous work and, and this, this, this awesome, uh, and God's awesomeness was shown to, to Joshua. And then there was this interesting time that the water returned and like, okay, now this is for real. There's no turning back. Then there's at the time that he had to, to, to uh, circumcise. It was a little bit awkward. But then the next time, or the next uh, season here, or I should say, the next event was the Passover. So a very meaningful time. All of this is going through his mind as he stands there and as he's looking uh, towards, towards Jericho. And I believe as he's looking towards Jericho, the, the thought that was going through his mind, and it's because of the, the question which he's going to um, ask uh, here in, in verse 14, the thought that was going through his mind was kind of a perplexed thought. Like, um, I, know that you, I know that you told me to, to do this. I know that, that, that you have promised us this. I just I don't see how this is going to work. Anybody ever, ever been in that in that, that position, like God has said, um, this, is, this is what I'm calling you to, but then you're standing, you're looking at it, you're like, yeah, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. I believe that that's what's going through, going through Joshua's mind. Even though in Joshua 1, uh, it, it talks, or it says that um, God says to him, you know, be strong and courageous. Actually, it says it multiple times. Be very strong and very courageous. But so you are going to, I'm going to be with you through all this. I, I don't think that, that, um, what was going through Joshua's head was like that God's not with us. I just think that there was a moment that he just figured out like, okay, God, you've got to show up. Because if you don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. I believe that that's where he, he's at here. And when we pick up here in, in, in uh, Joshua 5, when it, he's standing there looking at uh, the, the, the city of uh, Jericho. And, and the reason I keep turning this way is because Gilgal was to the east and a little bit north of um, the city of Jericho. So it, it, imagine Joshua's kind of, he's, he's in, in deep thought and, and, and in prayer, and he's going to meet with the Lord, and he's kind of, he, he separates himself from the people, and he's just kind of looking, and he can see Jericho you know, out in, in the distance. Maybe the sun's going down just a little bit, and he can see 
you know, uh, Jericho out there in the fortified walls and stinking all this stuff. And it says, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. So, so mind you, he's already in the mindset like, we've got to figure out how to get, how to go there, how to take that. He had a, in, uh, a man stand, was standing before him with a drawn sword in his hand, and Joshua went to him and said to him, now that, that, that's important, and this is again, this is one of those, those, those stories that has so many little nuggets of, of truth in there that you can really glean from. I, I love this, it, it doesn't say that, that, that Joshua cowered, it doesn't say that Joshua was here, and oh man, I've I got to run the opposite way. Actually, what it says here is that Joshua went to him. So there was, he, Joshua already knew that this was going to be hard. This was going to be tough. He's got to face this, this city. But now there's a guy with a sword already. I mean, maybe he doesn't have his battle dress on. I don't, I don't know. But he, it says that he goes to him and he says, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he's going, in loose layman's terms, is, are you with us or are you against us? So you're going to fight for us or you're going to fight against us? Uh, if you're going to fight against us, I'm going to have to just shoot you now. Or I don't know. But that, that's the, the, the mindset. He's trying to figure out who this cat is that stands before him. Look at the answer that he gives, this guy, this man, gives here in verse 14. And he said, no. <laughs> Just, okay, this is one of those funny moments. So are you for us or are you against us? No. Sounds like my kids, right? You want to do this or do you want to do this? No. What, what, what do you mean, no? Or, or yes, yeah. It's, it, it, what he's doing here is he, he's going to, he, the, the two options in which um, uh, Joshua gave him uh, are, are just too far beneath his pay grade. And you'll understand here in a second. And he said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. Now, when, when he says this, it says that Joshua fell to his, on his face to the earth and worshipped him and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Now, that, that important question there, that's why I think that, that's why we, he was perplexed. He's looking at trying to figure out, okay, what, what's going on here? This man shows up, and when this man shows up, this man who shows up says, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. Now, when we look at that, we can think, well, man, he's just a, a, an important angel. No, this is another one of those Christophanies. This was a, 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 an appearance of the pre-incarnate Christ. This was, for all of us to understand, this was Jesus. This was Jesus standing before him. And, Je and when, when, when Yahweh, the Lord, stood before him, Joshua knew right away who this was. He heard his voice, and he knew who it was. Well, why do you say that he heard it? Well, because Joshua was Moses' assistant and Joshua would have heard the voice of God because he would have been with Moses when Moses went up the mountain. So this voice is familiar to him, and this voice says, no, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord, and I've come. 
That's why he falls down and he worships him. That's another good indication that this is the Lord is because the, the, the man, the commander of the army of the Lord, did not stop Joshua from worshiping him. That's a good indicator that, uh, of who he was. So when Joshua falls down to his face and he, he worships him, he, he, he then looks up and he cries out like, what are you, look what it says there. What does my Lord say to his servant? I, I love this because I, I look at this as, all right, Lord, I'm glad you're here. Because have you seen that? What do you want me to do? What do you have to say to me? How are we going to get over that? How, is, how are we? Yeah, we've got some men of war, but they, they, they've got battalions and battalions of, of people for war. And they've got fortified walls and they probably even have lasers. And, you know, they're, they're going to a shark moat, right? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but God, how, how are we going, how are we going to, to overcome that? I, I love his answer here. Because in his answer, he reveals to us even, even more about the whole situation. Look at verse 15. And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now, it, 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 he does go on to say some other things, but this is the first thing he says in response to that question. All right, Lord, how are you going to, what, what do you say? How are we going to get, uh, uh, get past this or overtake this, this, this great city that, that's in front of us? Uh, the first thing I want you to do, Joshua, is I want you to take off your, your sandals because the ground in which you're standing on is holy. And Joshua did so because Joshua knew what that meant. Joshua knew that he, it meant that he was in the presence of the Lord. And where the presence of the Lord is, that, is, that place is holy. So, so what, what does that mean? What do we, when we look at this, we can, we can see that uh, Joshua was being reminded of the holiness of God. I love this because when, when Joshua's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Well, the first thing God wants us to do is remember that he's holy. Too often what we do is we cry out to God, okay, God, just give me direction and I'll do this. All right, well, the first thing that God wants from us is for us to recognize His holiness. Because only He's the one that is worthy of all praise. So Joshua was reminded of, his, of, his, of God's holiness and not just, okay, here's what I want you to do next. But that's what we want, right? I've said it to Shannon a bunch of times. Just God give me, I wish God would give us a, an email or a text message or even drop us a, you know, a, 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 a letter in the mail. You know, just tell me what you want me to do, God, and I'll do it. Well, too often, it's, it, it, there's nothing complicated about this. It's, he wants us to see who, who he is. And he wants us to understand his holiness because when we look at his holiness, we can see that the, what, the imperfections in our life. And when we see the imperfections in our life, we can already see, oh, I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to do this. There are things that, 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 that come to light. So when, when Joshua is reminded of his holiness, what we can see here is that it, God's taken Joshua's attention away from this big, this big obstacle, this big city that's in front of him. 
And he's taking his attention and he's bringing it to, to himself. And he's like, okay, listen. I am holy. I'm bigger than that. Didn't I tell you? I know that I'm going outside the lines here a little bit, but if there was some, some, more, uh, some, some more space there, it would have said, you know, like, didn't I already tell you that you're going you're gonna to have this land? So no matter what the size of the obstacle that is up there, if you look to me and look to, to, at my holiness, that's nothing. That's nothing out there. And I, I look at this and I, and I, I think about, well, for us, why, why, is this, why is this important to us? Well, it's important to us because we need to look to God's holiness. But not only do we need to look to God's holiness, but sometimes we have a, a tendency to, to, all right, I'm going to look to God's holiness. Oh, all right, oh, yeah, God is holy. And we sing holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is an awesome hymn. We sing all about His holiness and everything. But we fail to understand that His holiness as a believer in Jesus Christ, His holiness resides inside of us. So again, think about the, the, this, the, how this is playing out here. Joshua was told to take off his sandals because the ground in which he, he stood on, this area here that he, that he was on was holy because God's presence was there. Think about it this way. When, when Paul talks in, in 1 Corinthians 6, he, he, he says, uh, here, turn there real quick if you want. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. What Paul is doing here is he's essentially saying this, um, it reminded us of the same thing here. Like We need to take our shoes off because we're in the presence of God. Now the presence of God is not on the outside. The presence of God is on the inside. Now that doesn't mean that we would go barefoot. I'm not saying that. But understand that the presence of God is on the inside. And if the presence of God is on the inside, His holiness is within inside of us. So when, G when Jesus talks in John 14, he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going I'm to send one to be with you. I'm going to be in you. We understand that, that, that the, as believers in Jesus Christ, that, that he lives inside of us. So if he lives inside of us, the, the ground in which we are walking, it's holy ground. Because his presence is here. And I, I love this fact because this is what, what Joshua is being reminded of here is that where my presence is, that's where the holiness is, and that's where you need to look. I am not saying everybody look, look to the inside and just get your chakra in, in line. No, no, no. I'm, looking, I'm saying that we need to look into the Spirit of God who lives inside of us. And because the Spirit of God lives inside of us, it says that He empowers us to live. So when we face those Jerichos, when we face that, we, we don't have to run around going, oh, what do I do? What do I do? We look to the holiness of God. And we, we, we say, okay, God, you are holy. And you tell me I am to be holy as you are holy. I can't do that. Oh, wait a second. You're inside me, so I can do that. And then our focus changes. Then we look at the obstacles that are inside of our life, and we're like, wait a second. The holiness that's inside of me, the holiness that, 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 that uh, um, is God inside of me, is greater than that obstacle. 
is greater than anything that, that, that stands in front of me. Now, that doesn't mean that that obstacle, poof, goes away. No, but it, ha- it means that you have what you need to overcome that obstacle. Now, why, why do we say all that? I, I think that, that in a time of uncertainty, when we see all this craziness going around, a lot of obstacles pop up. And, and what the devil wants us to do is he wants to take our eyes and get, oh, you have to fix on this, this tragedy and fix on, on this uh, uh, news break and this statistic and whatever. No, I'm not saying none of that is real. What I'm saying is that all of that is still underneath the holiness of God. And if we focus on the holiness of God, that we'll be able to weather these storms. Because He's not going to, what's the Bible say? I'll not leave you nor forsake you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to be with you through all of this time. Joshua, as you're looking out at that that, that, that great city over there, I'm going to give you some crazy instructions here in a minute, but as you look out there, I want you to understand you need to look to me first. And as we look to the Lord first, those obstacles, they're not going to look so big. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. Uh, What we're doing at this time is uh, we're going to have a a time of reflection and an invitation here um, at the the live service. So you're seeing this video just to to, uh, uh, just... Thank you for, for being with us and uh, to encourage you to take a moment and just think about what was said um, and, and ask God how um, he, he can transform you and he can mold you through the words that were preached today uh, and the songs that were sung. So again, we thank you for, for being with us and I uh, hope you have a, a blessed week and we will uh, we'll see you soon.